My mother's funeral is a small, sad affair, held on a sunny, early summer's day that somehow makes its lack of fanfare feel even worse. Nature is having a party, but nobody else is celebrating. The crematorium is picturesque, its tree-lined roots shaded by pink and white cherry blossom, the bloom so heavy and full with life that they droop and spill onto the pathways. The petals flutter and dance in the breeze, settling on the hearse as I follow in the solitary funeral car, vibrant against the somber black as I drive alone towards our destination. I look through the car window and see life and energy and rebirth. I hear the sound of birdsong and the low-level hum of insects. I feel the soothing warmth of the sun on my skin through the glass. And I close my eyes and try to stop myself enjoying it. It seems disrespectful to enjoy anything on a day like this. There are only five of us at the funeral, and that includes the vicar. Or the celebrant, whatever the official name is, for the middle-aged lady who stands at the front attempting to string together a coherent tribute to a woman she's never met, who had a life that feels too small, too narrow, to fill a whole five minutes' worth of platitudes. She was my mum, and I loved her. But there isn't much to say. We all sit there, dappled by stained glass light, in one small row. The sum total of my mother's world, me, my Aunt Rosemary, and Uncle Simon, and my cousin Michael. My mother hadn't planned this funeral. She wasn't one of those people who made special requests about how the end of her life should be marked. Of course she might have done if she hadn't been incapacitated by a series of strokes four years earlier. After that, she was barely capable of eating a jelly on her own, never mind articulating her last wishes. The service is blessedly short the awkwardness over quickly. I'm struck again by the confines of my mother's life. A controlled environment in which she failed to thrive, a stage lit entirely in shades of beige. I wish there'd been more joy, more abandon, more rule-breaking. I cast glances at Rosemary, my mother's sister, who sits upright and rigid throughout. If she feels any emotion at all, she doesn't show it. Not even a sniffle into a clenched tissue, or a hand held in her husband's. Nothing to mark the fact that my mother, who she grew up with, must have played with and laughed with during simpler times, is gone. I struggle to imagine them as children together, carefree and adventurous. I always wanted a sister, always dreamed it would be joyous someone to share my triumphs and sorrows and help me through days like this. But perhaps, I think, looking at my aunt, it wouldn't be like that at all. She is the very epitome of a stiff upper lip, and it's infectious. It sets the tone and informs the way we all behave as we say our goodbyes to a woman who was a wife, a mother, presumably at some point a lover, an angst-ridden teenager, a little girl with gaps in her teeth. She must have had hopes and dreams and wild moments and passions and regrets. At least I hope so. I don't remember her being anything other than mum. And Rosemary isn't the type to share stories. Perhaps it's too painful for her. Perhaps I am doing her a disservice.
and beneath her calm, cold exterior is a deep well of pain, barely held together. My pain is there too, my very own barely held together hell. I've looked after my mum for years. My life has been dominated by her routines and rituals and needs, by understanding that although her body was broken and her ability to communicate was compromised, she was still there, still inside, still my mum. I'd be lying if I said there weren't moments where I dreamed of freedom, of being liberated from the scheduling and the carers and the hospital appointments and the constant awareness that I could never risk a spontaneous moment of my own. Now, of course, I have that freedom, and it's an unwanted gift that I'd quite like to return, unopened. Right now, the gift of freedom feels overrated especially when it comes wrapped in guilt and tied with a big shiny bow made of grief.